Welcome to the No Disqualification Podcast. I'm Adrian. I'm Tay. And we are covering NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, Night 1 and both Night 2. Yeah, buddy. Now, if you'd listened to our Night 1 review previously, I apologize. I was sleepy. I was drowsy. I was drained from quite quite a uh, quite great show. Possibly probably one of the NXT, best NXT TakeOvers of all time. So, mm-hmm. we're going to combine today for a better review. But also, we have some news for you. This podcast mm-hmm. is a three-man operation. Yes. We are not government-funded. No. We are not. We are not PBS. Though the, the information we provide to you is educational, we are not PBS. So we, we'd like to talk about our sponsor today. Our sponsor? Rave Energy. Hmm. Do you like working out? Yes. Do you like lifting weights? Sometimes. Getting the pump. Pause. Mm. Mm, pumps. Do you like doing the push-ups? Yes. The lift-ups? Yes. The sit-ups? Yes. Do you want to look good and feel good as well? Every day. Well, go to repsports.com, R-E-P-P, sports.com, and use the promo code NODQPOD for 15% off your first order and get their new South Beach concoction they have for their energy drinks, Mm -hmm. their protein, their supplements, their pre-workout, their post-workout, anything you need, use the no DQ pod promo code for 15% off your first order. Go do that. Now, speaking of energy, let's get into this first night here. Um, now, Tay, you had not seen this pre-show, so I'm going to go ahead and run through the pre-show match real quick. Okay. Match for the pre-show, we have Zoe Stark going up against Tony Storm. Um, this is just kind of, uh, you know, it's your pre-show, it's your warm-up. There, there's more fans in the... Uh, in the Capitol Wrestling mm-hmm. um, Stadium, whatever it's called, Coliseum. But we have aggressive yet um, very cocky Tony Storm. Uh, and she's firing off against Zoe Stark, but Zoe hits a solid springboard missile dropkick. That devolves into a brawl. And then we get a nice suplex by Zoe. Um, it was like a half Nelson suplex. And that's followed up with a um, another suplex from Brett's Rope. We get another half Nelson suplex and a running knee by Zoe. And then Zoe reverses the Storm Zero into an inside cradle for the win. A bit of a shocker, a bit of an upset, but we see that the spotlight is being put on Zoe. And we'll see how she goes from here. I give it two and a half bells. Of course, you had not seen it, but it was was okay. From from what I'm getting out of it, the spotlight is also being put on suplexes. I don't know if it was a suplex match, but uh, I mean, from, from the gist of what I'm being told. She, she has a, I mean, she has a good suplex. I didn't know who Zoe Stark was prior to NXT, mm-hmm. but I mean, she's solid. She's solid. Okay, okay. And now we get to the first match of the main card for night one. Kushida versus Dunn. This is the battle of who is the better technical wrestler. Of course, the actual, the best technical wrestler, I would say, in NXT would be Mr. Timothy Thatcher, but he's not booked tonight. So we have Kushida and Pete Dunn. Old Peter Dunn over here. Versus the knockoff Orange Cassidy. Oh, uh, yeah, knockoff Orange Cassidy. I've, I've seen a lot of that on the internet. Um, he's trying to be Marty, Marty McFly. He's to be part of the Time Splitters mm-hmm. uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling with his tag team partner, Alex Shelley, who was formerly tagged with Chris Saban for the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, baby. Um, we get a quick technical exchange in the beginning, but Pete Dunne hits the X-Plex on the apron, which um, is kind of just like a... A German type of thing on the apron. Mm-hmm. Um, a springboard back elbow. So, the way they have the ramp set up in 
for or takeover is it's very WCW like where the ramp goes directly to the apron of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're outside on this this ramp, and Kushida does the hams handspring uh, back elbow on the on the ramp on the outside of the ropes. Um, Kushida does a nice package fisherman suplexes, which is probably one of my favorite moves to see. Mm-hmm. Just getting them ready like you're gonna do a perfect plex, and then dropping them on their dome, but. Pete Dunn keeps working over the fingers and the hands of uh, Kushida. He hits a little super kick, picks him up, and hits a bitter end for the win. I give it three bells. Yeah, I give it. I give it three bells. It was a very impressive match. I was want, uh, didn't want to get away from the term of technical, as they had said. You know, who's the better technical wrestler? It was more high flying, if you may say. You know, a bunch of springboard moves here and there. Mm-hmm. But shout out to Pete Dunn for you know doing his thing, getting back to you know the. Quote unquote, technical part of the match, focusing on the limbs, wearing down Kushida, and picking up the dub. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, something about this match. The beginning of the match is very technical. They're working the extremities, the fingers, the as Beth Phoenix said multiple times, the, the phalanges. Mm-hmm. They're working those. They're working the arm of uh, Pete Dunn quite a bit, but all that is for not because they move right into brawling. Yeah. So this wasn't really the battle of the technical wrestler. I'd probably say it was. A battle with technical wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Um, next up, though, we have the number one contender for the North American Championship Gauntlet. The winner of this match will be for night two against Johnny Gargano. Um, the participants we have: Isaiah Swerve Scott, Leon Ruff, L.A. Knight, Bronson Reed, mm-hmm. Dexter Loomis, and Cameron Grimes. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott attacks uh, Leon Ruff before the bell. And he throws him onto the apron. He's battering him. But Leon uh, ends up jumping from the ramp, which was I thought was a pretty cool spot. Isaiah's kind of running away from Leon. Yeah. And he runs and jumps from the ramp to the apron and holds onto the uh, the cage. And then runs and does like a, a sidekick to, uh, to Isaiah Swerve Scott, which is pretty nice. Um, there's an apron-draped dropkick, which was pretty dope. Kind of RVD-esque. Mm-hmm. Has him draped. Instead of doing that leg drop, he does a running drop kick, which is pretty dope. Um, we get top rope Hercarana from Leon Ruff. Bronson uh, comes out, and Leon Ruff does like a, a diving crossbody from the uh, top rope to the outside, but Bronson catches him and then throws him over Isaiah Swerve Scott. We get a nice double German suplex by Bronson Reed, where it launches Leon Ruff across the ring. Um, almost dies, honestly. <laughs> uh, then Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes comes out. He hits a moonsault. And, well, no one is watching. You don't see it happen. <coughs> At least I didn't see it happen. Leon Ruff is eliminated. I think he should last a little bit longer. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot going on in this match. It was, it was very all over the place. LA Knight comes out, and he gets hit with a Samoan drop immediately from uh, Bronson Reed. But LA Knight ends up pinning Dexter Loomis while he is um, putting Cameron Grimes in the silence. So while he has him in the silence, he's kind of leaning back. And LA Knight grabs both legs, um, does a front roll, and gets him pinned. Um, After that, there's a bit of a... Everyone starts to beat down LA Knight. And he gets taken out with a senton. And he's pinned by Bronson Reed. And then when he rolls out of the ring... Dexter Loomis puts him in the silence. So you're taking the attention from Dexter Loomis and Austin Theory, perhaps, and you're putting it on L.A. Knight and 
Dexter Loomis. So that's probably the next feud you're going to have here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what's being built out of this one little match right here. Um, but Cameron Grimes looks super impressive so far. And Scott ends up rolling him up. Um, Bronson Reed it gets pulled off the top rope and he hits his back on the apron. And then we get three house calls by Isaiah Swerve Scott just consistently kicking Bronson Reed in the head. <laughs> but he uh, hulks up um, and he hits a top rope splash after hitting like a... I don't know. I've never known how to describe it, but it's a pile driver from the opposite. like Underhook pile driver. Underhook, yeah. And then hits his top rope splash for the win. I give this match four and a half bells. I thought it was extremely entertaining, and a lot of talent got to shine here. Yeah, I give it, I give it four and a half as well. But maybe five, you know, if I was, you know, fully paying attention. But it was all, it was, this match was crazy. Like, it was all over the place. And uh, this is my first time seeing uh, Brunson Reed. I said that right. Mm-hmm. First time seeing him wrestle. And I was amazed. I, like, I was truly amazed. I haven't seen a big guy move like that since maybe, I don't know, Kevin Owens, but you, would you really call him a, a big guy? You know what I'm saying? But to see him move like that, take three, uh, what is it, house calls, sidekicks to the yeah. face, and then just turn around and go AWOL and get the dub, go up top for the Jimmy Snooker splash. One, two, three. I, I, I like that. I like that guy right there. He got a bright future. Yes, sir. Um, next up, we have what some have said is already match of the year candidate. We have Walter. Against Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, yeah. Um, Ciampa goes immediately after Walter. He's coming after him with forearms, kicks. He, he's trying to take the big man off his feet immediately. But as he runs towards him, Walter just right across the chest with his signature chop. And then he hits him with a big boot. And um, Walter's controlling until they go out to the outside. Uh, Tommaso's kind of laid up against the announce table. Mm-hmm. And as Walter goes for his chop, he chops the top part of the announce table and splits the wooden half. <laughs> and that's his injury. His hand's injured. His his chopping hand is injured. And that's where Champa begins to work. He begins to work over that hand, stomping it, kicking it, doing anything he can to injure the hand further of Walter. But wait, there's more. And as he's stomping and beating over this hand... Um, this is where Walter decides he has to switch up, switch up a little bit. So he starts doing big boots. He's throwing him in the corner. He's smacking with his other hand. He's chopping with his other hand. Um, Ciampa hits a widow's bell for a surprising two. I don't think anyone, maybe besides Gargano, is kicked out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just not enough because Walter hits him with a big boot and then hits him with a chop one more time for the win, and retains his United Kingdom championship. I gave this five bells. This is personally probably one of my favorite Walter matches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a match with Dragunov, which you should check out. But this match right here was probably one of my favorite matches of the night. Yeah, it was a great match. I have to agree with you. Well, you don't really see too much of uh, Walter being in that high caliber of a match, you know what I'm saying? Because here, yeah, considering he's over there with the, the UK scene and what they got going on, so, yeah, it, it was pretty good. I like the physicality of it, man. It was crazy. With him uh, splitting the wood, I mean, that maybe was a little bit too much, but it, it, it was a great match. I loved it. Yeah, the ring general continues to be um, the champion. He's been champion for, at this point, uh, at the time of this match, two years and three days. So he's the longest-running champion in WWE history um, of the modern era. Mm-hmm. The last time a champion had been champion for over two years was 
back in the 80s. And I think it was Hogan who was champion for 44 years, something like that. Good grief. Next up, we have a triple threat tag match. We have the Grizzled Young Vets, MSK, mm-hmm. and then uh, Legado del Fantasma. Or Fantasma. La who do what? Uh, to uh, Hispanic gentlemen. Google it. And the opening, we have a bit of a sloppy beginning here, and they start working over Wesley's hand, stomping it. Um, this mat, this whole night is working over hands. This is like a hand night. It's a handsy um, night. Ooh. Um, stomping all over the hand. They, uh, at one moment, they actually take his hand and they put it between the the turnbuckle pad and the the post, and they run and they boot his hand. Um, the vets get some control, though, until um, MSK start using barrage of kicks and mm-hmm. um, high spots here. Um, there's a nice double coast-to-coast from the Grizzly Young Vets onto uh, oh, Nash here. That was epic. Frequent tags in the corner, and we just get like a train of splashes from Legado de Fantasma. Just splash, tag, run, splash, tag. It, probably about 12 of those. Um, from there on, we get a bottom, suicide, bottom rope suicide dive. Um, and then a tope suicido, and then they get the moonsault assist that MSK does, where he begins to do the moonsault, and then he gets pushed over on top of the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Carter keeps Nash from tapping, which or Carter keeps Lee from tapping, which was a callback to uh, DIY and AOP match. Um, I think the revival was in there too, where one of the I think Scott Dawson was getting ready to tap. And then Dash Waters comes in and grabs his hand right before he taps and like hold on to each other's hands and we're not gonna tap, we're not gonna tap. <laughs> um, which was a good throwback to that. Um I thought it builds the the relationship of the tag team where you see the hey, I'm gonna keep you from tapping. Mm-hmm. That's a good storytelling beat that I like. Yeah. Um we get the doomsday device on the outside. That was crazy as well. That was nice. And then there's an assisted neck breaker that MSK does where it's like a blockbuster. Um, spine buster combination they do uh, for the win. I gave this match five bells as well. Yeah, I gave it five bells. It was this match was crazy. The like you said, the, the double coaster coast upside down. Oh my god, that was that was epic. And then the uh, oh my god, oh lordy, I'm 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 going through a, a last phase. I'm starting to forget shit. But <laughs> oh, the dooms yeah, doomsday device outside the ring that was crazy too. Man, this yeah, this match was crazy. Uh, yeah, absolutely five bells. And that actually introduces this match to the five bell Hall of Fame. Ding, ding, So, welcome ding, to the ding, Hall of Fame. Ding, ding, That may have been six. I may have been five. Ooh, I mean, it, it could have been more than a six. It was honestly a really good match. And then we have our main event here, Eeyore Shirai against Raquel Gonzalez. Um, Gonzalez. This match is interesting to me. Uh, in the beginning, I felt like they didn't show too much chemistry. But as it started to pick up, and Io Shirai, I felt Io Shirai had to carry the beginning, and Raquel um, took control at the end as far as carrying the match and being the, the general. Mm-hmm. Um, Io Shirai is trying to work fast and, and in a hurry, as mom would say, work fast and in a hurry. Yep. Um, Not like that, though. On, <laughs> on uh, Gonzale, Gonzalez, she actually hits a crossbody from the top of the skull. The skull is very reminiscent of... Survivor Series, Deadly Games, 1998. Check that out, by the way. Um, hits a crossbody, but however, they make it back in the ring. And after two double uh, two single-arm power bombs, Gonzalez becomes the new NXT Women's Champion. Um, I give this match four bells. Yeah, I, I, give, it, I give it three. Just to, I don't know. I feel like it was pretty strut on, you know what I'm saying? 
dives, dives. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, mm -hmm. I give it three. I mean, I respect their craft. I know what they're doing. They're putting their bodies on the line and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't enough in-ring action to me. So I, I'll give it three. I'll yeah. It three. Um, is this match, you know, it's the main event, it's the women's championship, and it didn't get a lot of time. I think it got like 11 minutes, maybe mm -hmm. 10 minutes or so. So I think you could have taken some time away from, you know, maybe a match earlier in the night. Mm -hmm. And give you know take a little bit take two minutes off of Dunn and uh, Kushida, yeah. You know take a minute off the tag match, take a minute from here here, combine it and put it on to the main your main event, your women's championship that you're you're highlighting. But they didn't do that, and that's why it lands where it lands for me. Mm -hmm. Now we're on to night two. We have a ladder match for the unified cruiserweight championship the undisputed cruiserweight champion who will it be will it be santos escobar or jordan devlin um both go for the aggressive technical approach in the beginning um but what they're doing here is they're doing a lot of really solid and creative ladder work sometimes less is more and that's what they do here mm -hmm. um for instance you know it's just hitting each other with the ladder a suicide dive that propels the other guy into the ladder just stuff that they're doing to make things fresh the double but, knees into the barricade. Yeah, was, yeah they're doing they're, they're doing stuff that's fresh, but it's not particularly new. It just feels fresh because they're not overdoing it. Mm -hmm. um, this this ladder match reminds me of weird to say the Razor and Shawn Michaels ladder match, where like you're not doing so many wild spots, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm gonna build this giant ladder concoction. <laughs> and then jump off of it onto a bunch of other ladders to for it to be a ladder match. Right. The the ladder shouldn't be the main character of the ladder match. Mm -hmm. it should be the two guys and the ladders in the background. That's how it's supposed to go. And that's what they did here. Right. Um, the nice running Spanish fly. Yes. Where uh, I think you pointed out Escobar almost died. It looked like we get a moonsault from the top of the ladder by Jordan Devlin, which was... It was great because he stood on the very top of the ladder into the moonsault. Best moonsault ever. Sorry, Christopher Daniels. Uh, Devlin goes through the ladder after Santos Escobar headbutts him, and Santos Escobar wins and is the new undisputed cruiserweight champion. I gave this four and a half bells. Um, thought it was fantastic. I thought Santa Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin both came out of this looking like stars. Yeah, I, I gave it five. It was just a. It was crazy. The athleticism, the physicality, like, like you said, not overdoing. You know what I'm saying? The match itself. Yeah, they they kept it fresh. They wasn't just nailing each other with ladders. They went outside the ring, kept it inside the ring. They had a little brawl here going on. Then they got a little disrespectful with each other, and had to hell with it. You know what I'm saying? But I I, I gave it five. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's probably my 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 uh, best match of night too. Uh, next we have the women's tag team championship: Shotzi and Ember going up against the Way, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. Um, Shotzi Blackheart is isolated. Um, through frequent tags um, by Candice and Indy. Mm -hmm. They do a punch. Ember Moons is this punch combo where she punch, punch, punch. She does a little wave through the body mm -hmm. all the way through. She looks at uh, Candice, tells her to suck it, and then punches her in the face. I thought she was going to do the Bubba Ray Dudley, but no. Okay. But when she does the suck it, before she, well, after she does the suck it, she goes for the punch. She does the discus and levels Candice LeRae. And you see her just take the punch and go straight on her back. Knocks the mascara off. Um, we get Tower of Doom spot here. Um, a pop-up powerbomb by Indy Hartwell. It's kind of nice. Then we do... We have... It's classic Shotzi Blackheart. That's the only way to describe it. Ember moves standing on the ropes. 
to keep the ropes open for the suicide dive. Mm-hmm. Shotzi does her suicide dive, and she completely overshoots. She takes Indy Hartwell. It looks like neither of the girls were going to catch her. Because if she hadn't done a front flip when she did it. She's she got place glass. Not just her neck is going into her backbone. That's <laughs> like the, the speed that she ran at it. And the fact that they didn't, they weren't up to catch her. She almost died. But it, it's classic Shotzi Blackheart where she's like, I'm going to run into this wall with no helmet and see what happens. And the show must go on. It must go on. Afterwards, we get a, a senton uh, by... Ember Moon. Then Ember Moon hits a double eclipse, and we get a senton from Shotzi Blackheart. I gave this match four bells. The women retain the titles. Yeah, I, I give it four as well. It was pretty physical to be a, a women's match, you know what I'm saying? I'm my, my only bad takeaway from the match is, I don't know, maybe Ember Moon being in NXT again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand you, you need somebody, you know, uh, a veteran in the locker room to, you know, build up the upcoming women, but... I mean, we see we see the talent she has. I don't know if she has an injury bug or what the case may be, but Lord, just put her back on the main roster. Mm. Um, next up here, we have Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed. Uh, Bronson Reed pays a little bit of tribute to Bam Bam in the beginning. Uh, he does the cartwheel and all that kind of stuff that Bam Bam used to do. But Johnny Gargano begins to control Bronson Reed while he's working over that midsection. We get a nice spinning body slam by Bronson Reed. Uh, Johnny tries to kind of run away, but Bronson hits a razor's edge from the outside of the ring to the inside of the ring, mm-hmm. which is pretty nice. We get a missed moonsault by Bronson Reed, and then Johnny Gargano hits uh, one final beat twice, so two final beat for the win, and he retains the North American Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like this pro- probably one of the weaker matches yeah. of night two. I mean, as as respected, I mean, the guy pulled a double. So, I mean, you wouldn't, know, you wouldn't expect him to. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did its justice. It did its justice. Uh, I wonder what the idea is here. Um, why not have Bronson Reed win the title? Um, what? What? How does Johnny Gargano benefit by being the champion? Um, he, I, I feel like the division, the North American title division, hasn't really benefited. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of questions up in the air recently. Where's Velveteen Dream at? Right. Uh, where's uh, where some of these guys that could have taken the title off of Johnny Gargano? Um, when, who will do it? Mm-hmm. Will it be a heel? Will it be a face? and be a multi-man match? I think you need a change in the guard. Was, uh, was Johnny Gargano uh, ever a, uh, NXT champion? Yes, for a short okay. time. Okay, so I'm, the thing I'm getting at this is maybe they'll give him the, uh, the John Cena treatment. You know what I'm saying? Where he, he held on to his United States title for so long, now he's doing open challenges and t- trying to keep the United States title fresh. Mm. And I feel like, or, or relevant to say... And I think that's what they're doing with Johnny Gargano. A big name holding a small title, and they're trying to keep it relevant. So Yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes there. I give it three bells, sir. What says you? Eh, 2.93. We'll round up. All right. Next up, we have Karrion Cross against Finn Balor. Um, Finn Balor already kind of let, let everyone know what his strategy was going to be. His strategy was to piss off Karrion Cross. And that he did. Yes, he did. He pisses them off, and... Because uh, Balor walks straight up to him and slaps him in the face, angers him. But that's that was his plan all along. He wanted him to lose his temper so he could work f- and work and focus on the arm, and that's what he does. A uh, bunch of arm bars, arm bars, cross arm breakers, um, stomps, kicks. He's working over the arm of Karen Cross. Arm and hammer. Um, Karen Cross, however, snaps, and he gets on top of Finn Balor, and he begins to beat him unconscious. And then he throws a doomsday Sado suplex which 
is just a deadly looking suplex. You just landing on your head and neck. It actually injured Danny Birch. The Doomsday Sato? Yeah. Uh, it's like gets you like that. It just launches you behind him. Yeah, I mean, the name itself sounds like Dragon Ball Kai. Dragon Ball Z Kai. <laughs> uh, he gets on top of... Um, he gets on top of him and starts battering the back of his head. As soon as Finn Balor gets up, he runs and just levels him with a forearm to the back of the neck. And he wins. He's the new NXT uh, champion. I gave it four bells. Yeah, I gave it four, four as well. It was pretty brutal on Finn Balor's behalf. You pissed off the wrong one, Finn, but... Uh, congratulations to Mr. Cross. He, he deserved it, and uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see what what they have in store for that guy. He's he's pretty brutal. He's pretty aggressive. You know what I'm saying? He's remind me of a, uh, I wouldn't say a a low budget Brock Lesnar. I would say a, a a toned down Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He ha- he has the intensity. He's very aggressive. You don't smack that man in the face. You wouldn't smack Brock Lesnar in the face. So I mean, what do you think was going to happen? But yeah, I, I I give it to Mr. Cross. Well deserved. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up. At our main event, we have the unsanctioned match, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Baby. Um, they have a hella intense opening walkout. Um, lights are dim. Security walks out with both men. Um, really, really bad entrance music, though, I will say. Uh, two corner boots and then a big boot by... Uh, two corner boots by Kyle O'Reilly followed up by a big boot by Adam Cole. Adam Cole goes after Kyle O'Reilly's injured neck. Yeah, he hits a neck breaker onto the chain. Mm-hmm. Um... From here on, he's working that neck over. There's a suplex. <laughs> There's a suplex on the announce table. The announce table doesn't break. It, it, both guys kind of just bounce off the announce table after it. Yeah, they're lightweights. It's gonna happen. Um, as Kyle O'Reilly walks over to Adam Cole, Adam Cole turns around, and smacks him in the face with a full TV monitor. <laughs> um, Watch this. He does an arm bar with the chain, and and then he, as Kyle O'Reilly has his arm bar with the chain wrapped around his arm to Adam Cole. Adam Cole picks up a crowbar and hits Kyle O'Reilly in his liver. They, they bring up the liver shot. If you get hit, Supposedly, if you get hit in the liver, <laughs> it doesn't hurt immediately, and then you feel it. It's like a... Like, like a kidney shot, basically. <laughs> yeah. So he hits him in the liver, and then he gets a super kick for two. Uh, Panama Sunrise. There's no ref. I thought it was pretty funny. After he does this Panama Sunrise, uh, he goes to pin him, and you hear the crowd go, one, two, three. No ref. He goes... Four, they just count to ten. Um, I was like, all right, it's nice to have fans in there a little bit. Uh, both go through the stage while uh, Kyle O'Reilly has Adam Cole in the guillotine. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, last shot by Adam Cole for two. And then as uh, it looks like Adam Cole is putting on doing a Panama Sunrise from the top rope, um, Kyle O'Reilly punches him in the balls, um, you know, as you do. And then he <laughs> takes the top rope. He goes to the top rope, wraps the chain around his knee, and then jumps off, puts the knee to the back of the head of Adam Cole while Adam Cole's, like, laying over a chair that's, like, partly opened, but it's it's open and, the, like, the, the legs are sticking up, so he could be impaled at any moment now. And uh, he wins. Kyler Riley won. I gave it five bells. Yeah, I gave it five, too. That, that knee to the back of the head and the... Uh... I don't know what you say, what, a, a modified DDT slash guillotine reverse on the stage. Yeah. That match was crazy. Uh, only thing I have negative to say about it would be the, uh, uh, what's those guys over there? AEW. They're doing the same thing with Jericho and uh, M- MJF. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The, the storyline thing, I see what they're doing. But it, outside of that, it was a great match. I'm not taking anything away from the match, but the storyline could have been different. You know? uh, the only problem I have with this 
um, match is just being how long it was. It was probably close to an hour because um, there was an hour left from the show. So um, let's go ahead and get to our awards here. Match of the night, sir. What says you? Match of the nights. <sighs> Match of uh, both nights or combined? Both nights combined. Oh, we got a lot to pull from. I will have to say the Eliminator match. Eliminator match? That, that was that was dope. That was dope. My match of the Knights would probably be... Man, uh, I'm going to have to go with Walter and Ciampa. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that match. I will say, for those listening, when we do a WrestleMania review, we're not going to do a combined WrestleMania review. It'll be night one and night two. Mm-hmm. Um just because it's a lot going on there. And it's WrestleMania, so we get two reviews out of it. Um, worst match of the nights. Uh, I have to say uh, Gar- uh, Gargano's uh, North American title defense. Against, I w- you know, working a double. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would agree. I thought that was probably... I think the best way to describe it is probably the, the least of the best. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a bad match. Yeah, it, it just wasn't as good as everything else. Yeah. Um, who's your star of the Knights? I mean, would I, would I be that guy just to say Kyle O'Reilly, or would it be, I don't know, would it be Walter? I mean, I, there's, there's a lot. Um, uh, I'm running somewhere, uh, oh man, um, Maybe MSK? I'm gonna give it to MSK. Um, they show that they're a tag team you can believe in. They picked up a big win. They, they look dope. I, I like MSK, man. They they doing their thing out there. I I, I agree. I give it to MSK. I don't want to be that guy and just say give it to Kyle Riley, but that that the the chain on the knee to the back of the head. Oh my god, that was, I haven't seen that. Right back of the night. Uh, mm, I mean, do we have a right back? I'm gonna give it to the tag team with Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, yeah. I feel like. Uh, the, could have done better. They didn't really. Uh, I put Chelsea Blackheart almost dying on them. I put that on them. Yeah, I, I, I guess you're getting a ride back on night. This this was a, it was a pretty okay pay per view. I mean, nobody you know, didn't screw up too bad. But yeah, if if we're gonna point out somebody, yeah, let's do it. Um, spot of the night. Like, what what was your spot of takeover? Got a lot of spots. Uh, oh my god, the double knee, the the Benzo device on the outside, the the knee with the chain on the back of his head. Oh my god, this, this Ray's energy drink got me going crazy. Uh, oh, did you say Ray's energy drink? Yes. Go to repsports.com, R E P P sports.com, and use the promo code NODQPOD for 15% off your first order. Yeah, Lord, I feel like, feel like Laz, one of those Jerseymen, New Yorkers. I'm stuttering because I'm my mom freaking Adderall and energy drinks. But back, back to the point. Uh, spot of the night, it'll probably have to be the. Uh, I guess the guillotine reversal going to the stage, you would say. I'm going to give the moonsault off the top of the ladder with Jordan Devlin. Yeah, I thought it was. That was pretty dope. Pretty dope. Um, botch? I'm going with Shotzi Blackheart almost yes, dying. She, she about died. Um, that's, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Is... Yeah. Um, You'll see it on Botch Mania. You definitely will see it. Um, now, what overall are you giving this takeover? <laughs> Combine both the nights. I give it a, I give it a four. I, give I it would, four. I would give it a four and a half bells. Um, I think some matches were a little unneeded. I think that um, it's gonna be tough for 
tough for WrestleMania to follow that. Mm, well, Re- WrestleMania has, I, I guess, we the grandeur, better, better talent. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm. We'll see but how that. Who goes. knows? They could screw it up. We've seen some bad WrestleManias. Well, <laughs> have we seen some bad WrestleManias? Go check out the pod, hey. Um, but listen, this has been the Notice Qualification Podcast. Of course, we're the premier podcast for the premier listener, and you can you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you check us out on either of those or any place where podcasts can be found, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. Go ahead and talk about how handsome our voices are. Yes, how great we are. We're Do that. People. Do that. Because, um, of course, we're the premier podcast for the premier listener. We offer you a five-star podcast, so at least leave us a five-star review. And don't forget, if you are in the gym and you're like, man, I need some new supplements. I need some something to drink. You can get, like, a, a, a case, a case of energy drinks from Rave Energy at repsports.com, R-E-P sports.com. And it'll probably cost you about 25 bucks, but hear me out. Hear me out. You put that promo code, no DQ pod in there, mm-hmm. you're saving about 15%, man. And that, that, that 25, that 30, ooh, it drops you. So go ahead and take care of that. And look, shipping's quick. Three to five business days, you get your drinks. Mm-hmm. Get the new South Beach flavor. Oh, yeah. It's sick. It'll make please, you cry. Please, please buy some because I'm, I'm buying them all out for myself. So, please. All right. So, go ahead and get you some protein, some energy drinks, some some uh, pre-workout, some supplements. You can get it all there. And make sure you use that promo code, NoDQPod. I'm Adrian. I'm Tay, representing for last. And we will be back this weekend for WrestleMania 37. Yeah, baby. baby. Boop, boop.